Hi everyone, and welcome to Truth Over News. Last week, the four authors of the Proximal Origin paper were finally scheduled to answer questions before Congress. Proximal Origin is the paper that was commissioned by Anthony Fauci to push a fraudulent natural origin narrative for the emergence of COVID-19. It became one of the most cited science papers of all time, and it was infamously used by Fauci at a White House press conference to refute President Trump's correct statement that the virus almost certainly came out of a Wuhan lab. Well, two of the authors did not show up, and the other two who did denied that their paper was a fraud. At the exact same time that this was going on, something truly remarkable happened. A researcher unearthed private messages from those same authors which told a very different story from the one that they were telling Congress. We were among the first people to get our hands on the newly uncovered messages and they are just incredible, incredibly incriminating. We have covered the Proximal Origin paper many times on this show, so we won't get into the history here again. The short story is that the paper was written by four so-called scientists who attended Fauci's secret COVID cover-up teleconference in early February of 2020. Its purpose was to create an overwhelming public narrative, a false narrative, that COVID came from nature. The Proximal Origin paper was meant to serve as the scientific justification for this false narrative. Proximal Origin's authors later collected huge grants in the many millions of dollars from Fauci. Because the paper was such a giant scam that misled billions of people into thinking that the virus came from nature, and because it suppressed honest efforts to get to the bottom of what really happened and where the virus really came from, House Republicans decided to get the authors of the paper to testify before Congress. At the same time that the authors showed up in Congress last week, House Republicans published a report which detailed what their own investigation had found. Two private messages exchanged between the Proximal Origin authors were the centerpiece of that report issued by House Republicans. On the morning of February 2nd, 2020, that means on the day after Fauci's secret teleconference, one of the authors, a man called Andrew Rambeau, wrote a text message to the other authors. Given the expletive show that would happen if anyone serious accused the Chinese of even accidental release, my feeling is we should say that given there is no evidence of a specifically engineered virus, we cannot possibly distinguish between natural evolution and escape, so we are content with ascribing it to natural process. In other words, Rambo was extremely worried about the fallout, both for China and for international relations if evidence were presented that the virus came out of a Chinese lab. So instead he proposed to just pretend that the virus came from nature and all would be hunky-dory. Within three minutes, the lead author of Proximal Origin, a man called Christian Anderson, well, he replied, Yep, I totally agree. That's a very reasonable conclusion. Although I hate when politics is injected into science, but it's impossible not to, especially given the circumstances. We should be sensitive to that. 
This same man, Christian Anderson, testified and complained before Congress again at the exact same time his text messages were released by House Republicans that science had been politicized and that important scientific questions of the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic had been contorted by politics while scientific discourse was abandoned in pursuit of a preferred coordinated narrative. Well, it turns out that the very thing Anderson complained about was the thing he was doing. By his own admission, he was the one who injected politics into the COVID origin question. So that was pretty bad, and we wish that Congress members had pushed him harder on this total contradiction between his public statements and what he actually did. But little did we know at the time that this was just the tip of the iceberg. While Anderson was complaining to Congress, a man called Francisco de Assis, a researcher who previously uncovered important clues about missing viruses which continue to be hidden by the Wuhan Institute of Virology, well, he found something truly amazing. He noticed that the report issued by House Republicans seemed to be awfully big in terms of megabytes when compared to the length of the document. So he dug a bit further and found that some of the images in the report such as the images of Rambo's and Anderson's text messages, which we just saw, had been cropped. By using PDF editing software, the Assis was then able to uncrop the messages, which revealed that they were part of a much, much bigger collection of messages. Put simply, House Republicans were in possession of many more messages but only wanted us to see a few very specific ones, the ones we just discussed. And those messages which Republicans tried to hide from the public are bad, really, really bad. Much worse even than the two messages which we just saw. Message after message from Proximal Origins authors saying in private the exact opposite of what they say in Proximal Origin. There's so much there that it's difficult to know where even to start. Suffice it to say that the authors were perfectly aware from day one that the virus almost certainly came out of the Wuhan lab. They knew, and their messages prove it beyond any doubt. Let's just jump in and take a look. Here is lead author Christian Anderson on February 2nd, the day after Fauci's secret teleconference, saying the exact opposite of what he says in Proximal Origin. The main issue is that accidental escape is in fact highly likely. It's not some fringe theory. Just as a reminder, in Proximal Origin, Anderson declared that SARS-2 is not a lab construct or a purposefully manipulated virus, and that no lab-based scenario is plausible. Anderson also called anyone who didn't agree with the natural origin narrative a conspiracy theorist. Almost as breathtaking as his hypocrisy is the reason why he said this. He said a lab leak was highly likely in response to two others, Ron Fouchier and Christian Drosten, who he thought were much too conflicted to think about this issue straight. Fouchier is the guy who kicked off gain-of-function in earnest in 2011 when he made the H5N1 flu airborne. Fouchier created a huge new non-natural risk in a lab. 
So, of course, Fouché did not want to have people start asking questions about gain-of-function experiments, which is why Anderson said that Fouché was hopelessly conflicted. In fact, Fouché appears to have subtly threatened the proximal origin group when he said in an email that if we assume passaging as a possible scenario here, which refers to lab-made viruses, we must assume it is also plausible for all outbreaks from the past. Proximal origin authors Anderson and Gary would have immediately understood what this meant because of their own entanglements with the Ebola virus over which there are still many questions. We know Anderson knew Fouché was a problem because he provided the key argument in Proximal Origin, the argument around which everything else is built, which is that if the Wuhan lab had made COVID-19, they would have used a previously used virus as the basis for the new virus. But since COVID-19 does not match any previously used viruses, it must be natural. Not only did Anderson immediately recognize that Fouché was too conflicted to have any say on the matter, but also, and we know this from another message, Anderson actually tore apart the argument itself. What Anderson wrote in that other message was that for the SARS gain-of-function studies, they created a reverse genetic systems for their bat virus on a whim. He knew they could do it on a whim. It didn't matter what viruses had been previously used. They could just make up new ones as they went along. And with that, the entire proximal origin fraud collapses. As an aside, we already knew that this argument about previously used viruses was ridiculous for another reason, which is that Anderson and the other authors used a list of viruses from 2014 to support the argument that the Wuhan lab hadn't used a previously used virus. So even if the argument had any merit, Anderson never accounted for viruses from 2014 to 2019. That's a long stretch of time. Anyway, back to the new text messages. Not only did Anderson privately dismiss the main natural origin argument, but he also highlighted one of the main arguments in support of a lab leak. It was always completely nonsensical that a highly contagious virus that was specifically adapted to infect humans somehow made its way all the way across China from the bat caves of Yunnan to the city of Wuhan without leaving a trace, only to then magically erupt on the doorsteps of a lab that had and was manipulating the world's biggest collection of bat viruses. Anderson knew this. Here's what he texted. I believe RATG13, one of the viruses held by the Wuhan lab, is from Yunnan, which is about as far away from Wuhan as you can be and still be in China. What are the chances of finding a virus that are 96% identical given that distance? On another issue, here's what Anderson told Congress last week about biosafety levels at which these virus experiments were done at the Wuhan lab. The, the biosafety level at that lab wasn't up to the code it should have been for the research they were doing. Uh, doing this type of research at BSL2 using bat coronaviruses is 
commonly done at BSL-2. The lab work, or the animal work, I should say, is done in BSL-3. So before Congress, Anderson made it look as if biosafety level 2 and 3 were completely normal. But in his private text messages, he said something very different, claiming that biosafety level 3 or less is completely nuts. The Wuhan lab actually did most of their experiments at biosafety level 2. So again, while Anderson is still out there publicly trying to gaslight everyone, he privately admitted that it was completely nuts. In yet another message, we find that Anderson was also extremely concerned about what was going on at the Wuhan lab, at least in private. After reading research papers published by the Wuhan lab, Anderson texted the other Proximal Origin authors to say that the main concern coming up reading through all these papers is the kind of stuff that is being done, getting MERS-like viruses to infect humans, getting SARS-like viruses to cause disease in and infect humans, etc. He also texted, there's a very strong focus on the spike protein for all of that work. This statement is notable because it means that Anderson understood that the pre-pandemic work carried out by the Wuhan lab was dangerous and that it was focused on spike proteins, which is the part of the COVID-19 virus that contains its anomalous furin cleavage site. The furin cleavage site is what makes COVID-19 so virulent in humans, and no such site has ever been observed in naturally occurring viruses of this kind. In fact, Anderson previously pointed out this exact anomaly to Fauci in a January 31st, 2020 email, which is how Fauci's secret teleconference got started in the first place. There's a lot more, but let's move on to Robert Gary, the second author of Proximal Origin. One of his private messages says that it would be easy to insert 12 base pairs. What he was talking about was creating a furin cleavage site, for which you would need to insert 12 base pairs, meaning a genetic sequence into an existing virus. He knew immediately that this could be easily done, even adding that it was probable that this is how COVID was made in a lab. They knew exactly what happened here, and yet publicly they pushed the opposite narrative. The trove of new messages also contains text messages from Andrew Rambeau, the third author of the Proximal Origin paper. Rambeau admitted that the virus could easily have leaked out of a lab, once again the exact opposite of his public views. He also admonished the group to limit dissemination of this information. In another message, Rambo imperiously proclaimed that the truth is never going to come out if escape is the truth. Turns out he was wrong. The truth did come out. Which brings us back to House Republicans. They did not share these messages with the public, and if it hadn't been for one eagle-eyed researcher, the world would still be in the dark. But it gets even worse than that. As soon as the Epic Times published an article on the discovery of these hidden messages within the Republicans' report, House Republicans took down the report. So what is going on? Do House Republicans really think they can put the genie back in the bottle? We have the report. We have the text messages. We're not putting it back in the bottle.
So why was all this explosive info in the bottle in the first place? Why didn't House Republicans share this information with the public? Are they trying to protect Fauci? Are they trying to protect the institutions? Or was it their plan to dribble this information out in small bits over the course of the next year or so? We don't know, but if that was the idea, then our response is that it's been three and a half years already. That's long enough. Millions of people are dead. Just put out the info and let the public see for itself. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Truth Over News.